Welcome to the Fast Casual QSR Web and Pizza Marketplace Podcast. Welcome to Perfecting Pizza, our podcast where we look at pizza from a different point of view. Today, I'm here with Mike Reinecker, Director of Sales for PDQ Signature Systems, and we're going to be talking about common mistakes users make when it comes to POS systems. Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about PDQ? PDQ has been around since the mid-80s. We've specialized in pizzerias, uh, fine dining, bars, but mostly quick service with delivery. Our delivery point-of-sale application is the best out there, I would say. Well, let's get started with our questions today. What are the most frequent user errors encountered with POS systems? Probably the most frequent is employees forgetting their passwords, that type of thing. Fingerprint readers are a good way to get rid of that altogether. You know, I don't need to know my password. I just need my thumb or my finger or whatever. Uh, another thing is, I'd say employees not knowing their menu. So let's just say someone's ordering a large pizza with onions, peppers, uh, you know, whatever else. That's a veggie pizza. Just order a veggie pizza for them, you know, that type of thing. So, but that's not necessarily a POS thing. I'd say it's just something that happens. What security measures are in place to protect sensitive customer and payment data? This depends on the POS. Some do more than others to protect customer data. It's a philosophy of the POS company has or doesn't have. For us, PCI is a major focus. Uh, we never want any of our customers to be hung out to dry. You know, um, it, we look at it as our job to make sure that all the data that they're collecting on the POS is, is secure and follows all PCI compliance standards. Other guys, they don't care. You know, if there's a fine, it falls on the pizza owner, not on the POS company. So they kind of look the other way and say, that's on them. We've just never taken that approach. What about power outages or internet connectivity issues? Um, How are those handled? Not necessarily just PDQ system, but POS systems in general, what should users be looking for? Yeah, uh, well, internet outage is, a lot less troublesome than a power outage. Internet outages can be overcome with 4G wireless backup, for example. So you're technically, you should never be without internet. You know, you're just on a backup versus the main ISP. Um, If a customer doesn't have a backup and internet goes out, typically a point of sale will store all the information and when connectivity is restored, it'll process anything that's in the queue. Um, Now, some POS companies are cloud-based, some are server-based, some are hybrid. Uh, A cloud-based one in that case would be down. They wouldn't be able to even print to the kitchen um, if someone wants to pay cash. You know, their systems totally rely on the internet. Uh, Ours is a hybrid. We have a server on on site as well as up in the cloud. So it's handled both ways. So you could still be your own island if the internet goes down. What about known issues related to software updates? or compatibility with other systems? Mm -hmm. POS companies should do a lot of testing on a software update before they release it. Um, For uh, for example, for us, we have a whole lab where we not just have the testing done there, but we have all the equipment we've sold over the years there so that when we do a software update, we see how it runs on this old station versus newer one versus the latest one so that any issues are discovered ahead of time. Testing a software update before it's released to the masses is key. Uh, So software updates being released shouldn't cause a problem. Occasionally, you'll find a little thing here or there, but as long as the POS company jumps on it and fixes it, it shouldn't be that too disruptive. 
What about employee training um, to ensure proper and efficient use of the POS system? What kind of training should employees have? I guess that's up to the store owner on, you know, each store thinks they're special for a different reason. Some think it's their food, some think it's their service. You know, what does the store want to train on most? The POS, and I'll say this for all POS companies, pretty darn easy to learn. You know, if, if typically if an employee can't be placing orders within five minutes of training, they probably shouldn't be on the phone in the first place because point of sale by nature is very easy to learn. Um, the complicated parts come in voiding checks, uh, adjusting time clocks, looking at inventory, you know, those types of things. For us, we usually train managers and then let the managers train employees because the employees will come and go, spend the most time with the people that will be around the longest. That makes sense. That makes sense for sure. Um, what about backup and data recovery procedures in case of systems failures? I mean, you, you actually hope that a failure that a system doesn't fail, but what happens when it does? Again, it depends on the POS and how they're doing things. For us, our server has a dual hard drive, so everything is duplicated on that, as well as one of the other stations we designate as the backup server. So should that server die, a simple call to support, and within five minutes, they could be up and running. The server's still down, but, but one of the order stations will be a backup server, and they're back up and running. And then overnight, a new server, and get that working, and you're good to go. Um, other companies that don't do that sort of thing, you're dead in the water till they get around to helping you. Um, you know, and that, that could be deadly for a pizza guy on a Friday night. Are there any performance bottlenecks experienced during peak hours or like high transaction volumes? There shouldn't be. Again, for us, if I place 200 orders or 2,000 orders, the POS should work the same. Uh, it shouldn't matter how many orders. Um, and I can't say for other POS companies, but I would imagine they're all similar in that it shouldn't matter how many orders you have that should be able to handle it. What about complex or custom orders or modifications? That should be definitely be something that a pizzeria can handle um, with their POS system. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the reasons you get a point of sale is if the customer comes in and orders one order to me, and then that same customer comes in later on the day and orders the same thing to you. That price should be the same. Everything should be the same about it. That's partly why people get a point of sale. So they don't miss anything. And, you know, being able to change the order and adjust the order, that should be easily done on any point of sale, not just ours. Are there any issues with inventory management and stock updates between the POS system and the back end? Again, it matters point uh, POS to POS. And then on top of that, it matters on like US Foods and Cisco, the major food suppliers and their software integration into the point of sale. So, you know, Cisco might integrate one way to one company and a different way to another one and, you know, and so on and so on. So it's best to just make sure it's, that system is fully tested first. Um, you shouldn't have any issues, but you never know. It's, it's a manual process of, of taking inventory of what's coming in and making sure it's accounted for on the POS. Are there any compliance issues related to, say, like tax calculations, receipt printing, or record keeping? PCI is specific to credit card data. So compliance issues only have to focus on credit card data. As mentioned before, POS companies should be offering full PCI packages to cover the stores as best they can, starting with EMB credit card readers to firewalls and antivirus, as well as event log management. 
all items need to be fully PCI compliant. As far as tax rates and things, that's more city by city, state by state, and up to the up to the store owner to make sure they're collecting it. The POS should be able to collect any type of tax they need it, be it like a, a PIF taxes you know, or any special other little tax outside of the regular tax. Any POS worth its weight should be able to collect those and account for them. Good, good. How does the system or how should the system handle refunds, returns, and, and voided transactions? Again, it varies from POS to POS. We, we can do it a number of ways. Obviously, if it's a credit card, you can refund that credit card and just cancel it. If it's that same day, it can be done through the POS. If it's through a, from a previous day, then you have to call the credit card processor because the, on the POS, that, that would have already been batched out and closed out. So there's nothing you can do there, but you can through the processor. Um, we can also do, if it's a cash order, we can provide a refund. Uh, we can provide a customer credit. You know, hey, sorry, Mr. Smith, that the pizza came a little late. I'll give you a $5 uh, refund next time you order. And then the POS should have that ready to go when they call back saying, hey, uh, Mr. Smith has a $5 refund. Do you want to apply it or not? What measures are taken to prevent um, employee fraud or unauthorized access to the system? Again, employee passwords are the key. As long as every employee has an employee number and a password, and ideally fingerprints, fingerprint readers, you should be covered. Any POS should track what that password was used for so that they can see if they grabbed sensitive data, sales figures, you know, what, what, what it may or may not be that they're looking for. Uh, voids, you know, a big employee theft area is they'll void a ticket and then take that cash out of the drawer, uh, you know. So as long as you're tracking the voids and looking at them from a business owner standpoint, you should have the POS to thank to catch everything. No okay. one can just take money out of the drawer. They'd have to create a paper trail. Right, right. Should the POS system integrate smoothly with other business tools like your accounting software or your CRM systems? It should, yeah. In today's world, there's so many third-party vendors that a point of sale needs to work with. You know, everybody has other things that they're working with, be it a payroll company, be it an accounting company, be it a cloud reporting company, uh, online ordering. You know, there's all these different aspects that, that come into the POS. The POS is like a hub and everything talks to it. So a good point of sale company should be able to work with most, if not all, of these third-party guys based on what the uh, store needs. Okay. What about maintenance? How often should a POS system be maintenanced or maintained and updated to address potential bugs and vulnerabilities? Point is, you should always be doing software updates as a point-of-sale company. If you're not, you're kind of putting yourself dead in the water. You know, everybody's going to pass you by if you sit still. So updates and those types of things uh, should be coming along frequently. Well, with that, as operating systems move along, for example, we started on Windows 95. No, nobody has Windows 95 now, but we still have customers from that time. So over the years, they went from Windows 95 to Windows 98, then to XP to Windows 8, now Windows 10. So the operating systems and the hardware evolved. As a business owner, it's important to stay relatively new on your equipment. Um, and I say relatively new because you should be able to get away with like two versions ago, if that makes sense. So if you had a piece of advice to give to 
a pizza company looking for a new POS system, what what tips would you give them and what should they consider? All the POS guys have their own bells and whistles that they like to, to tout. My question is, when that bell or whistle breaks, what happens? Where are you? And the key to any POS company is the service and support they're providing their customers. Um, if, it's a, if it's a company that only does nine to five, Monday through Friday for support, well, you're a pizzeria. Your busiest times are Friday, in the week, Friday night and the weekend. Something happens, you need support now. Um, so typically you wanna make sure that the service, every sales guy will sell their service like it's the best thing ever. Well, find out what the phone number is and just call them randomly before you even make a purchase. See how long it takes you to pick up the phone. See how friendly the staff is that are answering the phone, you know, that type of thing. Without being invested in that company, you can still be treated as if you were and find out what kind of support you'll have. Another thing is, you know, if a company's not willing to go meet you to get your money, you know, to, to work out a sale, what happens when they have your money? You know, so, so it's important to have a face-to-face. We try to do that as much as possible, even with the advent of the internet and being able to do webinars. Well, it's still important to be there face-to-face. You know, the customer may say, I only need two stations. We get on site and we see that they have 47 tables there and they have 12 waitresses on a Friday night. Well, you're going to need more than two stations. Likewise, they may say we need 107 stations and you get there and realize it's complete opposite. So do a face-to-face meeting. And if you're not, well, again, you're, you're rolling the dice. Well, that does it for this episode of Perfecting Pizza. Thanks so much for joining us today, Mike. Oh, thank you. And we'll catch you on our next episode. Thanks.